Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whenever you listen to a podcast. Welcome to 16 Candle Keeps! <laughs> that one was better than last week's when, I, not the week, <laughs> last week, there's a week before where I was like, uh, 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 uh. anyway, and I've brought the awkwardness back by referring to it. Hello, welcome back. How are we all? Good. I don't know why I said so we're good, I'm just speaking for everyone. <laughs> we're good. Good. <laughs> oh, now I feel like I have to say we're good. <laughs> no, you don't. You be you. Don't follow the crowd. <laughs> don't be a sheep. Oh. Um, before we jump into stories and things like that, we'll do the thing we do every other week, as you have possibly worked out from your avid following of our podcast and or VOD service. Um, I believe this episode will be coming out on the 24th of February. I believe. No, not 24th of February. It won't. March, Steve, surely. broken. Shush. I'm, look, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm trying to get my... My, my, my windows keeps every, every now and then freezing, so it, it seems to think that when I click certain things, it doesn't happen. It'll be the 24th of March. Excuse my stupidity. the date going as the 28th of Feb. Wait, I mean, what? Who to... listens on the day of release, really? What do you mean next year? I didn't know we'd filmed a whole year. <laughs> We're taking a brief hiatus. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yes, we will be releasing this on the 24th of March. Are there any shout-outs, announcements, things that people want to set as like a... Because we're not recording on the 24th of March. So has anyone got things they want to set as like deadlines for themselves, etc.? Um, I don't think so. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no. <laughs> No? <laughs> cool. Take the silences and no. Just gonna, me then? I was yeah. going to say, shall we jump over to Bingle Bang Bang Corner? Um, so, you know, we're we're on the usual uh, TCG hype at the moment. So mm-hmm. by that point, there should be um, the second set of the Digimon card game. Um, I don't believe any new Magic the Gathering sets. <laughs> to my knowledge, will be out at that point. Oh, you're not but even doing hopefully... time spiral. Oh, I mean, it's it's one of them. Um, they they don't tend to do the pre-release packs as much for things like that. So yeah. I'm I'm on the fence. We'll see about that. Um, obviously, there's the school of oh, wizardry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's that's a coming and that'll be fun but by that time definitely uh pokemon tcg battle styles will have been released mm-hmm. um i will have an elite trainer box unboxing for that and i'm quite excited for that because it's getting to the point where i'm looking for cards and pokemon stocks are just so low that i I'm, I'm t- semi-tempted to just push small children out of the way whenever <laughs> I see them, like, on shelves. And, I mean, for health reasons, first, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then afterwards I go, and also I guess it's morally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Can you just push a child it? out of the way? I mean, they're Is probably it? not going to sleeve the cards. They're probably going to, like... <laughs> they don't even know what they've got in their hands. Push them out of the yeah. way. I mean, I worked with kids. I I can I can probably tell you what was on their hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, that's 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 pretty much where we're up to in the uh, in the old Bingle Bang Bang corner. Excellent. He has a TikTok now. It does. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's got TikTok. Yes. That's he's a been thing. doing TikTok stuff. <laughs> yeah. Follow me on TikTok because yeah. that's where the, the the cool people hang out. Is what I'm told. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> no, I don't. I still don't understand Honestly, it. I don't know are, what. There are varying degrees of people on TikTok, and I oh. definitely don't think I fall into the cool. I'm that. I'm actually until uh, Liam went onto TikTok and started creating stuff. 
I would refuse to put any content on TikTok. I was that mm. creepy person that just commented and liked everybody's <laughs> videos. <Just> ghosting. Working <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it was that creepy weirdo with no content, just going, this is really amazing, thanks. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but I am working on a Nerineth costume and soon there will be Nerineth content on my TikTok. That's so exciting. I mean, I've got to wait for it to arrive, so. I'd, I'd yes. offer people to follow me on TikTok, but unless you want that. Um, so I follow a lot of guitar players and such, and uh, <laughs> I get some brilliant videos of like someone's mixed snow by Red Hot Chili Peppers with like a rap song or something current and hip. And then I shared a video a couple of weeks ago of the Sharp theme from the 90s TV hey. show. So if you're into that shit. <laughs> theme tune. It's good. It's good, a solid cracking theme. theme tune. It's a good one, but young people don't know it and therefore TikTok don't know it. Um... Oh, true. Speaking of TikTok, there, though. There are like, people with like our age and older on there too, though. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. You because just have of, to find them. Because of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Which is a Game Grumps reference. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, speaking of TikTok, um, we will be adding a new homebrew rule to our campaign. Um, as oh. always, uh, if you want to look at um, the list of our uh, homebrew rules that we have, I believe it's somewhere on the internet. If you can't find it, give us a shout and we'll sort it out. But Somewhere um, on the internet and the website will be out. The website will be out by the 24th of March. I didn't want to burn any stickers on it. No, I was just like... Hang on a second, that'll be done, because I'm, I'm finishing it off this week after taking into account everybody's comments, which were super helpful. They were super so, helpful. You had time to work on it. It's just that when I uh, asked, did anyone want to put a deadline on themselves, you said you yeah, had I nothing. So no, I didn't I want to force you into a corner. Anyway, but speaking <laughs> of which, we're adding right. a new uh, rule. It's not... I, I'm going to argue that it's technically not this person's rule i've seen it in several versions of different mm -hmm. games but the one that we know of is uh i believe the 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 tiktok user is called moving spectacles up forever underscore dm and uh he was talking about or they were apologies if i've uh, just gendered you without asking i know that that's basically like asking you how fat you are as a woman um but uh Sorry, it was a terrible joke. Moving on. He's basically uh, working on the concept that rather than the players rolling their death saves, the DM rolls the death save. So you'd have no concept of if you're passing or failing and therefore the players around you don't know if you are passing or failing. So for example, if someone suddenly plays a cleric and they would definitely run up and hit the bad guy, but they've heard someone else say, ah, oh, I've just failed two death saves. And you go, well, we now need to change strategy and heal them. I'm all for the people that play like that. I'm not ostracizing or damning anyone who does play like that. No, like we have played like that before. Yeah, I each to their own. There is no right or wrong way to play D&D &D and or <clears throat> RPGs in general. Um, it, the right way to play it is the way you like to play it. Um, and if someone tells you otherwise, they're not the right people to play with. Um and I'm standing by that. <laughs> but anyway, um, we will be working on the assumption that uh, I will be rolling the death saves for the characters uh, as they are. Um, I will indeed be telling that character if they pass or fail, because obviously they're going to need to know that they can get up. But in between the three successes or three fails, for all intents and purposes, I will roll, we will move past their turn, and we'll continue onwards. That is all that I needed to announce on that one. Unless anyone okay. wants to add to that. It's just going to add hoping... to the tension, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just hoping that we don't have to uh, see that today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm playing, so it, it probably will. <laughs> I, I will say, as someone who spent the last two days prepping both... Um, Chapters four and five, I think they are, of uh, of uh, Icewind Dale. Oh boy, <laughs> I really, I I have in the last few episodes I have slagged off that book and I apologise profusely now as someone who because I I skim read the, the the campaign book to understand what's going on and then I will read in detail as I prep it um, and normally prep a chapter ahead of where the campaign is. 
Um, and I will happily take my hat off and apologize to Wizards of the Coast because there are some very lovely moments in this book when you get past the two chapters of filler. I have found Majin Boo, and I'm sticking with him. <laughs> For kids who don't know who that is, I apologize. I have found a good thing, which is secretly a bad guy because I'm the DM. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and he's being big, pink, and cuddly. Anyway, um, let's jump into this thing and see what happened last time and jump into the story following. <sighs> so, after resting up in the Cauldron Caves, the group found the reason the fishermen went missing in the form of a succubus that had been uh, using the caves as a home. After dealing her some damage, she fled to the Ethereal Plane, leaving the group to haul the Cauldron of Plenty back to the East Haven. On arrival, the group learned of the Duragar stealing the town's sigil and fleeing towards Goodmead. Further discussion led to Captain Arlagath explaining that an ancient myth about a tower made of a magic crystal imbued its magic into the ice and thus created a material called Shardalin, stronger than steel but easier to work. The sigil of each town is said to be made of this material, and the local reports of a group working under Zardarok Sunblight have been stealing from towns pointed the group in the direction of a castle on the edges of the spine of the world, named, quite egotistically, after Zardarok. Grabbing axe beaks from the local stable, they headed out for Goodmead before bumping into a twinger by the name of Tandy, who promised to go see Danica in the White Lady Inn as the group continued towards Goodmead. I believe it is late uh, afternoon, early evening of the 9th of autumn, 142 AD, for date, people, people, things that like structure and uh, not continually march. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, you guys have... As I, as I explained last time, you guys were told that on foot it would be about four and a half hours uh, travel to East Haven, but with your axe beaks, you have halved the time, so it will now take two hours and 15 minutes. Um, when you followed the track along, you hit the uh, the East Way and found yourselves on this kind of like junction, which turned off towards Goodmead, met Twinger, continued on. Um, I believe that Garland got an animal handling proficiency or some such nonsense from it. Blessing of the animal friendship. Um, mm -hmm. So you have that information once I remember. That works as of now. Um, and uh, and yes, you're all riding on quite large feathery bird-like creatures with large beaks looking like pelicans that have been stuck in an elevator's door. Um, <laughs> otherwise known as axe beaks. You have uh, Ragnar which is being ridden by Kodar. You have uh, Felicia, who is being ridden by Erica. You have uh, Isabeau from that thing that you've probably already worked out by now because it's been a week. Um, and if you haven't, you're not getting any XP this week. Um, <laughs> that's to the listeners. The players will get XP, otherwise I'll be yeah. tortured. Uh, it's not the DM who yeah. rules the group, I promise you. Um, uh, but uh, and then also we had the nameless Axbeak because uh, Nerenef didn't really know what to call the Axbeak yet S slowly trying to work out names she, she, yeah she still doesn't um, it, it will be going to vote this week yes which is actually going to be like the 1st of March in, in our time so in, in placement there will be Many different references or some such as we go along, I'm sure. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm having hiccups. Oh no. Um, as we uh, head towards Goodmead, may I have a perception check from everyone, please? Your <laughs> first oh, no. roll of the day. I did not warm up my dice. Perception. 14. For Erica. What was that for now? Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. I'm going to stick with Kodar's 21. Um, yes. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> the ranger's perception is awful. Just going to yeah, flex I remember that. I the, uh, 
reflects that the barbarian got the highest perception. Anyway, anyway, um, (laughs) he has he has like nothing if it comes to intelligence, but if it comes to wisdom, um, anyway. um, So as you all come up this small bridal way that has been dug out of the snow, uh, you start to hear slightly shorter, uh, short after Kodar has already kind of started to pull awkward faces and is trying to work out what's going on you start to hear shouting and uh screaming coming from ahead and as you start to come closer and closer and the snow's reflection of the moonlight starts to light more of this small settlement known as goodmead you can see a huge figure uh with a spear and shield swooping around in the center of this kind of like open forecourt area between some of the larger buildings and houses um there appears to be uh, what looks like almost like a half giant of some sort a very skinny um eight to ten foot humanoid creature with a uh, long lank and dirty hair uh, very gangly arms and legs a big bulbous nose and seems to be shouting and roaring at this human who seems to be about half the size of this creature Grey, wispy hair, quite rotund, looks very much like um, like Jorah, Mo- not Jorah Mormont, it'd be uh, Jorah Mormont, the dad, uh, not Jorah, who is the son, and exiled. For people who know that reference, I apologise, um, I get them mixed up every now and then. For people who don't, well done for abstaining from that crap. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't disagree with the TV show. Some of the casting was brilliant, um, but uh, but yes, you can see off in the distance. You can see uh, this large uh, creature swinging around, and just as you come to the outskirts of the buildings, uh, you see the the huge giant creature just swing down with its spear and skewers through the belly of this human before throwing him to one side. Uh, behind him, you can see that there is a dog sled with. Uh, what looks like several barrels of some sort of ale or liquidified stuff on the back. Um, I would like you all to roll initiative, please. Can I ask a question? I know I rolled a really awful perception, but um, I speak giant. What have I understood anything that was being shouted? Um, You would have heard things like shut up and um, get out my way in between roars and just general loud aggressive noises and i will start to sort out the thing but i'll see you guys 10 a 10 or excellent 10 for erica 18 for (laughs) nerneth i couldn't have added that for perception (laughs) (laughs) what we got for garland Oh. I got a one. Is that natural one or is that a minus one because of your dexterity? Excellent. Don't worry, I'm not. On, I'm not on negative one. That's fine. I mean, either way, I don't think my system allows me to put in minus one, so you'd just be zero. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, right. With that, I will share over to you my uh, my, my my battle map. Um, Moving this up. I think you guys would probably be a little bit further back than that. So, um, sharing. Working two laptops at once, like a cool kid. Yeah! <laughs> um, share 16 candle keeps maps. Go live! And I will fix this whilst I can. Everyone move back a bit, because you're more like that. Well, he looks friendly. Yeah. He's a cute little friend, isn't he? Um, he looks like my mate. So as I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pan up the the the, uh, the map for you. So you guys, I've just put you in a random like collection down the far end of the the housing area. Uh, you're all on your axe beaks currently, and then about for those that aren't having the pleasure of our visual. Uh, from the VOD, uh, about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet ahead, you can see a sled off to the side, and about 15 feet to the right <clears> of that sled is a large, gangly humanoid creature, as described. Uh, about 
20 feet off north from that is a dead humanoid who has just been flung off a spear in a very aggressive manner. Um, with that being said, we will jump back to the initiative calls, and at the top of the round, Nerenef. Nerenef, you have just seen this happen. Um, what would you like to do? Is there, What would your first instincts be? <laughs> run. <laughs> You're welcome to run. Nobody's going to stop Jade's. you. That is Jade's reaction. <laughs> Good, good question. She, um... What would she do? She would probably get within 30 feet. Okay. Oh, that was trippy. Sorry. I just accidentally rolled a dice on D&D Beyond and I've got the Icewind Dale dice going and I've just had a blizzard as it disappeared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very fancy. <laughs> I had sound effects and everything, and I've never heard it, so that was really weird. <laughs> Sorry, back to the game. That's fine. Um, yeah, I would probably move within 30 feet of Giant Man and uh, do Hunter's Mark on him. Okay. Uh, are you staying on the Axe Beak or are you uh, dismounting? On the X-Beak. On the X-Beak. Okay, you have 50 mm. foot of speed. So we will... Uh, I was about to try to control it through my uh, my other laptop. This is silly. This is so confusing. Uh, right, mm -hmm. so Naranath is going to ride up 30 feet. So you, being where you are, would need to go um, 20, 30... I only want to be within 30 yeah. feet of the... That's fine. The so you head. only have to come forward about 20 feet. 20? Yeah, you, you come forward 20 feet, kicking your heels into your axe beak as it rides forward. It seems to be... The, the axe beak itself seems to be quite confident... Um, in the fact that you're riding it towards an aggressive uh, or hostile creature and uh, just continues on ahead uh, quite uh, passively. Um, you are then, you then take your moment, focus on the creature, mark it. It seems to, uh, it, seem, it doesn't seem to have uh, acknowledged your existence yet. Um, and then I will shoot it. Excellent. With my hand crossbow. Roll for attack. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some things happened. I've never rolled this high ever in my life. I'm just taking a moment. Uh, 26. 26 will indeed hit. So let's. Why are you putting that there? Uh, one and another d6 for the hunter's mark. Another so that is uh, three plus three is six, and then uh, an extra six with my hunter's mark, so twelve, 12. damage altogether. Lovely. So you take a moment, take your take your breath as you focus yourself on the creature. Pull your crossbow, turn, looser a bolt. It goes flying through the air, and you hear that as it hits into the the thick hide of the creature. Um, it seems to, as you as you're now a bit closer, it doesn't seem to have much in terms of uh, of armor. It has basically like straps of leather that it has uh, tanned itself over like extremities and uh, larger parts of it. It can, uh, but you you slip it just in between one of the openings and you start to watch a spurt of blood shoot out from where the bolt has hit. I will end my turn. Excellent. That will bring us to the creature who is going to look down in a very annoyed fashion and is going to move towards you uh, for Fantastic. hitting it. Um, <laughs> so 5, 10, 15, 20 eh, don't open things 25, 30, 35 there we go um, oh so it comes rushing up towards you, uh, pulls its uh, pulls its spear back back from uh, like where it's kept it in a more um, like out of the way fashion, and just experimentally almost just lunges forwards with the spear. Um, I'm going to say first of all, I'm going to roll a d4 to see if it hits you or the axe beak. Would you like odd or even? Even. You're even. Excellent. Uh, right, so let's see if this hits. Mm -hmm. um, that will be 
Nah, that's not going to hit. Does a 10 hit uh, no. you, not your uh, your X-Beak? No. Excellent. So you being... You being uh, not someone who uh, who is shy from combat and has trained herself to be ready for certain instances, see the spear coming down and immediately just swing your shoulder uh, shy of the uh, spear as it comes down towards you. You hear the kind of shink as it hits the snow behind you and it pulls the spear back up and looks down at you and just frowns aggressively towards you. Um, that is its turn. That will bring us to Erica. So, Erica, you're floating just above your... (laughs) No, you're riding your axe beak. Um, You can see off ahead in the distance for you now. uh, It will be 25 feet ahead of you is this this large giant creature that has walked over towards uh, Naranef after she's loosed a crossbow bolt towards it and is now trying to stab at her with the spear. Uh, What would you like to do? I would like to cast um, Id Insinuation on it, please. Excellent. What does that do? It says, you unleash a torrent of conflicting desires in the mind of one creature you can see within range, impairing its ability to make decisions. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be incapacitated. Excellent. It tells me the damage afterwards, but that's the basic... Okay, uh, it rolled an 8 against your spell save DC, so I imagine that's low. Um, Failed. Excellent. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So I need to... Do I I still need to do a ranged spell attack? Yes, I do. No, you... Oh, Um, does it say to roll one afterwards? uh, Oh, no, no, it must just succeed. Yeah, okay, I don't need to roll. So, because it failed, it takes 1d12 psychic damage, and it can then make another wisdom saving throw. Excellent. And what was the condition it has on it, sorry? Uh, It's incapacitated. Incapacitated, thank you. Fails, yep. Excellent. It should have its ability to make decisions impaired. Okay. Um, So, at the end of each of your turns... Uh, you can make another wisdom saving throw, and if you fail, uh, you, da, 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 da. if you fail, you take one d12 psychic damage. Excellent. That's quite a pain Just in the ass. On a, yeah, on a success, the spell ends. Okay, excellent. Roll your damage. I've got con- concentration up to um, a minute on it. Uh, where's my d12 just gone? Hey, you little shit. Where are you? <laughs> uh, hopefully not in the bin. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> all my dice are here, and I'm just looking at it, going, "Where the hell's it gone?" Here it is. Um, it's taking twelve psychic damage. How much? Sorry. Twelve. Twelve psychic damage. Yes. Lovely. Twelve psychic damage, please. Excellent. So you take a moment, uh, just like pa- not panicking, but like you focus yourself. You f- think of what your best response would be, and you go, "Well, if it can't think, it can't do." and click your fingers uh, uh, like a, a wave of energy flows from your hand and slams into the back of this creature as it's looking down towards Neroneth and it just suddenly brings up its spare hand that's holding the shield on its forearm and just starts rubbing its temple and just wet, like slowly rocks back and forth you see this kind of like oh, oh. Um, anything else just, for like- you? I just want to lean back a bit, so I'm not moving anywhere. But lean back as though I'm I'm prepared to run. Yeah. So you 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 get yourself ready uh, in like you you pull the rein up and such like that, and get yourself in a position that if you need to, you can move quickly. Excellent. Um, that will bring us to Zikoda, um, who is going to uh, probably knowing him will dismount. Uh, and then we'll walk cumbersomely through the snow. Um, what is your speed again, my friend? 30. So, uh, 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 30. And just looks up at the creature and goes, I um, I wouldn't hit her if I were you. I I don't want to have to hurt you. Um, and that is uh, that is his turn. Because I believe it takes an action to dismount. Um, I can't remember mounted rules because I am a lazy DM, but I can't use that phrase because there is someone who's TM'd that for their their outputting on the internet. So I am a 
person who just can't be asked to read the rules every now and then. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that moves us from uh, Kodar's turn to Garland. Garland, you are, with your positioning, you are 20 feet uh, behind uh, Kodar and Nerenef and this creature. And you've just seen Erica kind of getting ready in position about 10 feet to your left. What would you like to do? Um, well, I guess first things first, if I'm within 20 feet of it, I'm going to throw my hammer at its face. Excellent, you are indeed. So you just uh, get a good weight in your hand, sensing how well you're going to throw this and loose it towards the creature. Roll for attack. So that is... Uh, 14 to hit. 14 just hits. Ooh. I'm, I'm shocked by that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sad. I'm, I'm just shocked. Right. I got a d4 here. Here somewhere. Um, so that'll be six damage. Six magical bludgeoning. Six magical bludgeoning. Lovely. Um, that goes like so. So again, you take the weight of the hammer in your hand and you're starting to get used to that uh, returning sensation that you've placed on it because it's one of the first times you've done it, if I remember rightly. You didn't get a chance to do it mm -hmm. in the cave. So you launch it. It slams into the back of the head of this creature, which is already struggling with some sort of headache. And then you, as you hear the tung, it stays in place rather than dropping to the ground. And there is like a, almost like the sound reverses and it flies back to your hand very Mjolnir uh, <laughs> in, in certain film groups or comic series. I understood that reference. Or, <laughs> or for the people who aren't cool, um, the mythology because mythology. yeah, some some of us some of us follow Odinism as a person. Anyway, um, yes. So yeah, the hammer flies back to your hand. You catch it instantaneously. Anything else um, you'd like to do? And then, yeah, then I would like to move the axe beak's full movement towards the kegs, please. Excellent. <laughs> Let me move you that way. Uh, da, 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 da. So you I'm going here. after the stash. <laughs> so that would get you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 would get you there. So you 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 run around the side of these crew, the, this kind of clumping of people and start to head towards the, the kegs up over the way from you. You're about 15 feet away from it as the axe, uh, axe beat kind of in out of combat the axe beak is still at full power as you've kicked it into moving but in terms of our brief glimpses into these six second windows it's stopped <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you you kick it forward and it starts to run towards the uh the, the kegs for you um that will bring us back to the top of the round with Nerenef. uh you are currently looking up to the uh to the quite large and pretty looking man uh, he has very bulbous features uh, in his face and then it comes down to a very thin uh, kind of stalk like neck as you look up towards it everything seems to be quite disproportionate in size like the body has been stretched in some weird like paint or photoshop for that sort of thing what would you like to do that's strange um uh uh, say to I will look at him. Still, mm, yes, because he's still concentrating. <laughs> so I'm just trying to work out: am I still concentrating if I talk? But yes, I am because I can still fire a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I me, it's been a long day. Um, she'll she'll say to the the giant, um, "You don't hurt me." I won't hurt you again. Promise. Uh, make a persuasion and... check for me. Sure. Oh, shoot. <laughs> 13. 13? Okay. Um, as you say this, it looks down at you and it kind of... Again, it, it looks like it's trying to say something, but it just falteringly rocks back and forth as a... You hurt me first. In my defense, you just killed someone, and I wanted to make sure that I lived. In there, you know, I forgot my manners. 
Um, but I promise I won't hurt you again. It seems fairly um, nonplussed by your uh, by your comments. It just again, it seems to be too focused uh, by its headache at the moment. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna disengage. Okay. And, and move back. Excellent. Uh, we'll say just because of concept and such like that, the axe beak also has disengaged in this moment, so you can move back. How far yes. would you move back? <laughs> Good question. In line with um, with uh, Koda, or is that his weapon? Uh, that would be Koda. Right name. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So. Uh... <laughs> 15 so yeah you just start to move the the axe beak back up a bit um just mm -hmm. for uh clarifications and things that have happened in the video for those that might have seen it uh kodar has moved back 15 feet because i whilst people were taking their turns apparently it takes half your movement to dismount uh so i have moved him back 15 feet uh so he has uh he has used the rule properly lazy dm proactive in the middle of gaming <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, you take a 15 feet step back from the creature as it just seems to be rocking back and forth. Um, I believe because of uh, incapacity, uh, it doesn't have a uh, reaction it can use either to have an attack of opportunity as you move back, but you did disengage anyway, so don't listen. Um, anything... I say I disengaged. Yes, so anything else for you? Anyway, right? uh, no. Excellent. Um, that will bring us to the creature that uh, is again rocking back and forth. It needs to do a wisdom save against madame jones it does it does that is a 17 ah oh, that passes excellent uh so it kind of shakes its head off and looks around at the group of you uh after hearing kodar call out don't hurt her or i'll hurt you after being slammed in the back of the head from uh from uh the uh the the, 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 the words um after being slammed in the back of the head from uh um uh, garland's hammer after mm. all of this it finally shakes its head and goes <sighs> i think we need to deal with you and starts to kind of take a more aggressive stance before it moves on to erica's turn again erica what would you like to oh, do as you feel uh, your spell drop away from the creature uh, this is this is quite scary um i'm going to i'm gonna fire i'm gonna use my one other spell slot to um to cast uh toll the dead which is um, when i oh. point one creature i can see within range i didn't know if you were going to interrupt me then so i can't do that no so. i wasn't about to tell you you can't do that i'm just going to save you uh misspe misspending a spell slot that's a cantrip so it doesn't need a spell slot to be used hey, it's a cantrip sorry 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 no, it's um, save it you. is it's in Wasting my cantrip your... section i just yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I point at one creature I can see within range. So as long as he's still within 60 feet, we're good. He is indeed. Yo. And the sound of a dolorous bell fills the air around it. He must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d8 necrotic damage. Wisdom save? <laughs> uh, he will take 1d12 because he's taken damage. Uh, yes, because that was what I was going to say. If he's missing any of his hit points, he instead takes 1d12. Uh, you have seen him hit several times, so you will be able to do the 1d12. Yep. Uh, so his, uh, he rolls an 11 for his wisdom save. He has failed, so his necrotic damage will be... Uh, 8. 8, excellent. So um, as you feel the slip of your own arcane focus on him drop, you focus your energy again, and this time flick your wrist, and you and this creature alone hear the... Dun -dun -dun -dun. I mean, no, we're not allowed to use... <laughs> copyrighted music <laughs> i think that's how is that how <laughs> who the bell tolls from metallica goes, yeah yay <laughs> so, i could make this really stupid and do the wrong riff um but anyway uh yeah you hear this ringing across the the clearing and the, the the area that you're in and the creature itself seems to hear it as it grabs it, its head once again and you for um for uh, Nerenef and for Kodar who speak giant you hear no stop with the noise it takes the full damage 
Um, do I feel bad? Why um, do I feel bad? This is I'm I'm not good at this game. I should I should not play. <laughs> I would terrible. like to play um a, a monk of pacif no, it's a a paladin of redemption and everything is pacifist. Um anyway. paladin of niceness. Um Right. Uh, that uh, anything else for uh, you? Movement? Uh, um no, you said you can draw weapons, can't you, while you're um, because of your magic, uh, you need your hands free to do magic yeah, at the yeah. moment. In, oh, yeah. Right. In a few XP's turn, if you take the Warcaster <laughs> feat, you might be able to do it with weapons in hand. Yes. Wink. Anyway. Um... <laughs> then no, that is the end of my turn. Please. Excellent. You just uh, stroke stroke the head of your axe beak, keeping Felicia in check, yeah. who, again... All the axe beaks, you're not sure if it's just they're used to certain uh, environments, but they're all very nonplussed, just sitting back, <laughs> sitting in place, uh, scratching themselves if needed. One of them is currently booking it across the snow towards the uh, the, the kegs, but it's frozen <laughs> in place at the moment. Um, that will bring us to Kodar, who, seeing the creature hasn't made any aggressive actions, will move forward again with his movement and gets in line with it pulling his uh, great axe and again continues with i will hurt you if you hurt them um and holds his attack for any aggressive action towards any of you um that brings us to garland garland you are still booking it across the snow do you want to continue your movement or do you want to throw another hammer towards the creature as you run um what range am I at to the creature right now? Uh, you are, with your positioning, you're 25 feet away. So you'd be able to kind of like skirt the axe beak within range and then swing back round, especially as it's got 50 feet of movement. Yeah, let's let's do that. Okay, so let's you... Let's shimmy into range a bit because I can't really run the risk of rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> uh, yep, so you, you kick your, your haunch, you kick your... Uh, you kick your heel into the right haunch of the the axe beak. It swerves right a bit as you swing underarm with the hammer towards the creature and then divert the axe beak back towards your destination. Roll for attack. And that will be a 15. 15 hits. And another 7 uh, magical bludgeoning. 7 magical bludgeoning. Lovely. Oh. Um, right, with that, uh, you then continue the rest of your way. Uh, you would get, with the speed you've just used, you'd get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So it's 30 feet to get in line with the actual uh, with the actual kegs themselves. You've still got 20 feet of movement on the axe beak uh, if you need wanted to do anything else. Um, um, can I pull up closer to the dog, please? You can indeed, so that would be another 10 foot of movement. But you uh, you bring yourself closer to the towards the dog at the front of the sled. It is just casually lying in the snow, waiting for whoever is meant to be taking the sled. Uh, you Aww. know that the from the conversation you had at the stable, this is a typical setup of a of a dog sled that would be used for transport or delivering things around the ten towns in this region. Um, anything you'd like to do, or you just will leave you there? No, nope, that's. That's that's it for me for now. Excellent. That brings us to Nereneth. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, hold an attack. Okay. Uh, holding your crossbow, then I imagine. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what I'm is still the trigger? Concentrating on him anyway. But, that's fine. Uh, him making an aggressive move towards me. Okay. Excellent. Um, that will be your turn then. Uh, that brings us to the creature who doesn't have to worry about anything now, looks around, sees this big Goliath thing, sneers at him uh, as he looks down and uh, Nereneth, you would understand this. Kodar definitely understands this um, as he looks down towards Kodar and goes, you're no better than Furbolg and swings down with uh, his uh, spear towards Kodar, that will be a roll of... You held your action if they're aggressive towards you, so you... Yeah, that's fine. Uh, That (laughs) is against Kodar, that will hit. So, here we'll be doing... Ooh, yeah, Belter. Very stressful. 
Oh. Uh, say things like this. It's alright, he's a barbarian, he can take it. Um, so he'll be taking 14 points of piercing damage as uh, the the uh, the creature looks down, shaking its head as it, it tries to clear it of this Dolores bell that you've rang out in its hearing uh, and slams uh, the spear <laughs> into the abdomen of, uh, of Kodar in the same way that he did to this human previously. But being the brick shithouse that he is, Kodar just stands, takes it in some area of scar tissue that he apparently has in his abdomen and grimaces up towards the creature, smiling before attacking because his his uh trigger was if anyone did anything aggressive towards you um which is him included mm -hmm. uh so that will be uh 10 plus where are you cody um that is 15 to hit so hits he'd be doing 1d12 yes 12 plus 3 <laughs> i like it when i get to use d12s 15 points of damage towards the the uh, the creature as he just, without even focusing on the spear that's just been jutted out of his abdomen, he brings the, uh, the great axe up and cleaves into the armpit of the arm, holding the spear. You watch as a spurt of blood splashes across the snow behind him, uh, flecking him a little bit himself uh, with the, uh, the blood over his face uh, and grins. Um, Nerenef, you would hear in response, go fuck yourself in giant. Um... That brings us. To, that brings us to Erica. Erica, you have seen all this happening in front of you. What would you like to do? I would like to use the firebolt cantrip, please. Excellent. Roll your attack, I believe, with firebolt. Uh, yes, it is. Bear with. Bear with. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, d20 on now. Um, that is a uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one hits. Yeah. So I have I've made my rage spell attack bum, 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 bum. on a successful hit it takes one d10 fire damage. Ooh. Um, does he have any flammable objects um, uh, around him? Not being worn or carried, but just around. Nothing around him. Uh, okay, because um, they would ignite if not. Uh, he takes six Ooh. fire damage. Nice. So you, following, uh, doing quite well with your range attacks, um, you bring up your, your hand and you flick your wrist again, but this time, rather than the Dolorous Bell, you let off a small clip of fire that vaunts through the air, slamming into the, the kind of shoulder area of the creature. It sparks briefly, uh, but the cold air and the snow around you just seems to dissipate any burning that might have taken with any of the ground around him. Excuse me, um, another hiccup going crazy. I will just wait to see what happens next. Excellent. That brings us to Kodar, who is going to uh, jump uh, and try to bring his great axe down on the creature's head. Uh, da, 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 da. Natural 15 makes it an unnatural 20. He is going to... <laughs> Number 12 on the d12. Um, it's not every day I get to do these sort of things, but um, he brings the, he just lunges up, lifting his great axe two-handed up over the creature and tries to slam it into the head of the creature. Um, as he does so, um, he spins the axe mid-jump mid and hits it with a flat against the top of the creature's head. And you just hear the as the axe hits into the skull and flattens his entire cranium and the creature drops to the ground dead. Ooh. Well done. I, I give Kodar a round of applause from where I'm standing. <laughs> um, as you give him a round of applause and the sound of like a couple of seconds pass as there is silence um, and people start to kind of peek out of windows and start to pop their heads out of doors. Uh, you see that some of the locals are actually still in. Uh, they are just were watching from twitching curtains uh, as you all dealt with this large creature that now lies in a slump in front of Kodar, who just kind of sits down and starts wrapping gauze around his abdomen. Um, okay, be being um, from an entertaining background, I will do a cheeky curtsy to the people who are watching. Despite the fact no, that I... I did nothing to kill the guy, I will just... Ow. Because <laughs> I'm an arrogant son of a bitch. Excellent. And uh, Narenef, you said you were going to do something? 
Yeah, can I um, go to Coda and cast Cure Wounds? You can indeed. Yay! How much are you going to cure him for? 1d8 plus 1, so let's see. <laughs> Eight. Eight, <laughs> Eight points of healing. Excellent. So you walk over as he's wrapping gauze around his abdomen uh, and you just kind of place your hand looser a bit of arcane energy across him. The, the wound itself slowly kind of cauterizes and he kind of moves around a bit and goes, it's still sore, but it shall be fine. Um, and kind of smiles at you. Um, what are we doing then, people? Um, I guess we're following <laughs> to I the, to be, the yeah. sleigh. <laughs> um, going over to the sleigh, excellent. So you head over. Uh, Garland, what would you be doing whilst this is happening? Um, probably looking around uh, at the people, I mean, uh, asking, um, is this anyone's dog? Anyone's, was it the, the man who... I don't want to, you know, presume that it was the the one who got stabbed. Um, stepping forward, uh, a kind of thin woman with uh, brown hair greying on the ends, um, uh, quite quite well wrapped up because of obviously the the general cold of the area. Um, but uh, she steps forward and goes, um, "That was uh, that was." Uh, Going for a shipment towards Cardinaval, uh, um, the uh, Verberg, um, and points towards the creature. Uh, the Verberg was uh, trying to apprehend it when uh, Speaker. Uh, to, uh, excuse me, because I've, I've left his name. There it is. <sighs> Speaker Riles Barrow, because everyone has a really fucking easy name in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I love the names in this. Like, they are brilliantly. Brilliantly written. Well done, Wizards of the Coast, for making sure fantasy stays alive. Um, no one's called Clive or Owen or someone like that. Um, <laughs> not unless it's got several hidden letters. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, she, she gestures forward and goes, Speaker Ralsbarrow was uh, trying to stop the Verberg from taking it. Um, and obviously you've seen the rest as you've been here. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm near enough for this conversation. Slowly but surely, more people are starting to come out of their houses now they've had a chance to wrap themselves up, but also now knowing that the action has died down. Um, there seems to be a general murmur from one or two of the people further back as the news starts to get passed around that uh, Speaker Ralsbarrow is dead. Um, but uh, you will notice that everyone looks like they are quite cold and not in the way that because obviously you're in 10 towns and there's a eternal winter being dragged across the area but you notice that here specifically people seem to be quite um quite uh quick to the to to get out as their wrapping seems to have already been on can you just remind me what was what was the creature called uh it's called a verberg or verbeeg depending on how you want to say it it's spelled v-e-r B E E G. B E G. Thank you. Um, for those now, now it's dead. I'm not exactly going like you. You don't know these secret things about it, but basically there are a, a kind of there are several offspring of half giant in the areas. Goliaths are one which take more after their giant kin. There are Furbolg that are more kind of like cow-like people. Uh, they're almost like half giant, half minotaur, with more leaning towards the minotaur. Uh, and they would be more gangly like the Verberg or the Verberg. Um, the uh, Verberg itself seemed to be more human looking, but with their like their extremities and such stretched out in that kind of comical fashion. Okay. So I, it was just for my own notes rather than for any sort of knowledge no, reasons. Fine. You guys, simple setting information for you so you know, because there's... Uh. there's this was a one of those fun little you enter a town and something happens <laughs> and we die <laughs> had one of those duh moments that I'm a ranger I should have just done a nature check <laughs> ah it's fine in the moment of battle who can think <laughs> <laughs> yes um, uh, 
um, excuse me, uh, what would you guys do with this information and such? Do you continue on? Do you chat with anyone else? I'd like to say to the crowd at large, um, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, sort of gesturing as to where he died. Like, uh, um... as, as, as you have said, you're addressing the group at large, uh, the, the townsfolk around you, and there's only uh, about 30, 40 of them uh, that have come out now around you. Uh, they all kind of stop quietly, and the, the hum goes down as the rumours and murmurs stop. Uh, but uh, there is a moment as they all go quiet and you shout, you're sorry for your loss. You hear a voice from the back go, well, who's going to lead us now then? Oh, is that what Speaker uh, Riles Barrow was? Uh, Kodar leans forward and goes, um, you, oh, you you do not know these. Uh, um, each village is led by Speaker. Um, Speaker Whalen, you have met. Speaker Riles Barrow yeah. and points towards the body in a clump over the one way. Uh, he was leader of Goodmead. Um, they meet in council of speakers in Brinshanda and points off in a direction in the distance. Uh, okay. Back the way you've come, but slightly more north. Okay. Um, does the, the speaker have a deputy or a, a vice speaker who would take over there... this sort of thing would happen? In response, there's two kind of sounds you hear from the group. There's kind of clucking and like sounds of uh, of disapproval, and then there's others that seem to be gentle under the under the under the voice, kind of chuckling at your question. Uh, and the woman who stepped forward to speak with Garland kind of walks more out and kind of pretends almost to be speaker of the group, sort of thing. And goes, "No, um, the the speaker doesn't have a deputy." Uh, we, we merely the, the the main thing that we have here is the the, the meat hall, and she gestures to a larger building, uh, a couple of rows of houses back uh, towards the south of the settlement itself. Huh. Uh, we could we could take a turning now to the group itself. We, we could take a vote, or I don't know. Yeah, do we... take, take take a vote. Um... I would maybe say. If you want to be clever about it, I would take a vote because then it's only fair and people get to have their say. But you seem very eloquent in your words and you seem very confident in, you know, speaking to us. So would would you not be the next you know, logical, perfect nominee? She kind of openly scoffs at this, uh, not in an aggressive or like d dismissive way, but like more in like a thinking it's a joke. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm not a speaker. Um, I mean, didn't again? She turns to the group again. Didn't we think that the blacksmith was going to take over if Rosborough ever? Uh, from again from the back, you hear that same voice. He's dead. There's kind of like a general murmur going now across the group as everyone seems to be kind of like working out who wants to like put themselves forward. Uh, this woman kind of clears her throat. Again. Does anyone want to put themselves forward or? No hands go up. No voices are heard. Woodley, I'm very like, oh, this is awkward. Really wish I hadn't engaged with this one. Um... That that does not show on my face. Um, there must be there must be somebody here who thinks that they would be a good speaker, and that they would be able to be leader of this community. There's not one person among you who would like to take a stand. As you look over the grouping of people, you see no hands. You kind of scan the group, try to see if you can see anyone moving. And you do see a slight movement to your right. And then as you turn to see it out of your periphery, you see that Kodar's tentatively started to put his hand up. Kodar? I, I know Goodmead. I could, I, could, I could stand in if needed. Are you out? I don't, I don't know the rules of 
there is no there is no formal ruling of speaker i would probably have to go to brinchanda to speak with speakers but um i um and he points towards his abdomen and goes i should probably take a moment to breathe anyway um but these people right. need these people need leader you three handled yourself well in front of massive giant skeleton thing you do not need you do not need Koda to stand with you and hit things um I mean you just killed the yeah. Kirby. uh it was not without and he gestures towards the the area where the half the head is still intact he goes, not without you know it seemed to have head problems and I believe we... Mr. Dwarf is very clever with his hammer. Look at Garland. <laughs> I think, um... Let's be honest. And he lowers his voice to a bit more of a whisper so that the others, you know, the group at large don't hear. They're gonna need him. They all seem a little bit useless. And that's coming from me. Definitely needs someone. I think if that's what you want to do, then you should do it. I would encourage you to, you know, find a healer. Yeah. First. Hey, sleep is Please. the best healer. Uh, Alright, well, Koda, are you sure that this is what you want to do? I feel like... The first step to finding a tribe is to find a group of people in need. You needed help? Then you did not. Good meat need help. Right. Um, oh, I will turn back to the crowd and say... If there are no objections... Um, I would like to present to you your new leader, Speaker Coda. There is a moment of there is a moment of quiet as everyone seems to kind of try take in what is being said, and then slowly but surely, slow clap turns into yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take that. And uh, and yes, everyone seems to be quite happy. Coda, um, in response to this. Um, lifts his great axe up in kind of like a duh duh and, <laughs> but lifts the great axe up in in response and the, that almost kind of drives the cheering and the acceptance of this even further uh, as the group slowly start to kind of guide anyone who w is willing to move with them so if yourselves would like to they start to guide the the group itself and kodar towards the uh, the mead hall to, to the south of the group. I'd kind of like to go... That sounds fun. Excellent. It would be rude to not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also would really love a, a good long sleep. Yeah, um, tell me about I'm it. I'm feeling, you know, a little, like, half the person I am. <laughs> very well put um, so yeah. you guys you guys uh, follow the throng your axe beaks those that have not those that have dismounted uh, start to just kind of waddle along beside you uh, I cannot miss an opportunity to reference the Aristocats as somewhere you start hearing <laughs> 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 as the group at large heads towards the the uh, Goodmead Mead Hall. And we will uh, take a quick break here. So that's the end of our episode for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're going to go get some tea, use the loo and such. And we'll come back in five minutes for us to find out what happens next. But see you guys next week. Uh, all that want to say bye, say bye. 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 Thank you for listening to 16 Candle Cubes. Your players were Emma Bamford as Erica Jones, Jade Leanne Pierce as Neremith Halladar, and Liam Thornton as Garland Goodbeer. Your DM was Steve Archer. Theme music by Steve Archer. 
The background music was performed by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Other background music was performed by Bombarded Podcast and can be found at bombarded.bandcamp.com. All artworks thus far has been created by Bingle Bang Bang. Thank you for listening and we shall see you next week.